Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Getting ready to represent Christ to your world today. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. off this morning with a pray the news uh, headline and that is that the COVID-19 virus has now become the leading cause of death in LA County. California is uh, is now the the hot spot here in the United States of America. I want to be praying for people in in California, um, specifically those who are in the most vulnerable uh, categories uh, in terms of people who are threatened by this. Also want to be lifting up, um, Just it just looks like there's just this incredible increase in people who are considering in the midst of isolation, they're considering taking their own lives. So the report out of the OC Register, which is Orange County, which is, you know, right there next to L.A., just south of L.A., it's actually one of the, one of the most affluent counties in the country, um, there is a a suicide prevention hotline there and a disaster helpline that has seen an 8,000%, 8,000% increase month over month in phone calls. And the distress levels of individuals is uh, is extraordinarily high. And what the people who are fielding the calls are saying um, is that this being actually physically alone in what some people are um, – are likening unto solitary confinement, even with all of the modern conveniences available to them, even with all of the technology, even with the food delivery services, even with, um, you know, you could stream wonderful content 24-7, um, but the lack of actual interaction with other human beings is is driving them to the point of despair. And I was reminded of, you know, God's not only observation, right, but his declaration in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, that it's simply not good. It's not good for man to be alone. When you think of all of the things that God declares to be good uh, in those, you know, in the opening uh, chapters of, of Genesis, this is one thing God declares to be not good. It, it's not good. To, it's, it's transcendentally not good for us to be alone. Um, and so I want to I want to lift that up um, as an ongoing concern. And for those of you who do find yourselves alone, literally by yourself in the midst of all of this, please do not allow yourself to be driven to the point of despair. You are not alone. Um, not only is God with you by the very present power of his Holy Spirit, but we're with you, too. We, we're with you in um, in in spirit, in love in joy as members of of the family of faith, your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so um, please do not be driven to the point of despair. This time will pass, um, and we will uh, be together again. All right, I want to give you um, one brief coronavirus update. 886,000 cases now in America, more than 50,000 deaths, uh, 10,000 of those in nursing homes. 
One population of individuals is now coming more fully into focus, and that is the incarcerated, those who are in U.S. jails and prisons. ABC News is uh, is reporting that the uh, coronavirus deaths um, in U.S. government jails and prisons may be double uh, that of the general population. And so we want to be uh, we want to be mindful of this population. Next up, I've got Stephen Wilson joining me. He is the prison pastor for Gateway Church. We have featured this uh, this church before. They actually have campuses inside of prisons throughout the state of Texas. So that's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Again today is Pastor Stephen Wilson. You will remember him from our conversation we've had about Gateway Church and the campuses that they have launched in prisons across the state of Texas and and even now increasingly across the country. Uh, Pastor Wilson, welcome back. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having well, me, Carmen. Absolutely. So we have been having conversations about particular populations of people across the country and around the world who are disproportionately affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. And one of the populations we have become aware of is, are those people who are incarcerated. So I'm just wondering if you can tell us what you know, share with us what you know about, um, you know, how, what, what prison life is like now under, um, under lockdown here in the U.S. Sure, sure. Um, of course, we're down here in Texas, so I'll be telling you about what we're doing down here. Um, it's definitely changed the way we we're doing ministry and the way we're looking at our prisons down here currently. And of course, the, the virus has infected inside, um, sorry, has spread inside our prisons. And currently we, we have had four offenders that have died inside our Texas prisons that um, tested positive. And we've also had two officers um, that have passed away from it. So that's six total. Um, as far as uh, tested positive altogether, we have 252 current employees and 594 current offenders that have tested positive. And as far as recovering, uh, we've had 12 employees and 47 offenders that have recovered from the virus. So it's definitely spread inside our system. Um, now it's limited to certain number of units. It's not in every unit. And um, it's, it's definitely changed the way things look. So here in Texas, when it, uh, somebody tests positive inside a unit, they immediately put the unit on lockdown and they isolate the offender. So um, that's kind of the protocol that they've been doing. And those stats and things I'm getting, our, our state is doing a great job of communicating with families and people that are inter interested in the system. And so they, they're doing Facebook Live updates. They're doing Facebook page um, updates every day of the, the numbers and letting us know what's going on. And so that's really given a sense of, of calm and peace to the families. So they're being made aware of what's going on inside the system, and they don't feel like they're left in the dark. You know, the system is being very open and honest about what's going on inside, and, and our chaplains are being real busy in reaching out and calling families of offenders who have tested positive and just making that initial call and reaching out to them and uh, just trying to help these families you know, feel a sense of calm during this. I know there's a lot of fear and anxiety going around our nation with this virus. And so I feel like our state down here is doing a really good job of just being honest about what's going on and uh, not hiding anything and keeping it out in the open for the public. 
Um, so, so good. Yes, that, that really makes me feel good about our state and the way they're approaching this whole COVID-19 virus stuff. Um, now, of course, so, ministry, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to, um, I want to lift up a couple of words that you used and have you uh, talk a little bit about them, because the word isolation is, and, you know, and the word lockdown, um, those mean different things inside a prison than they maybe mean um, on the outside. So when you talk about a unit going into lockdown, what does that mean? And when you talk about an individual being isolated, um, is that the same is that the same kind of uh, medical isolation that we're talking about when we're talking about like people in an ICU um, who you know are not allowed to have any kind of a visitor? Well, when a unit goes on lockdown here in Texas, um, basically all all movement stops on the unit is what it's commonly called. So that means all offenders are locked down in their living quarters. And the majority of offenders here in Texas are in, in dorm type capacities. So they're in a room, you know, with, with 50 guys. And um, so when they lock down the entire unit, those guys are isolated to that one little area. Now, if it's an offender that tests positive, he is then put in a, a single man cell by himself away from any other contact with any other offenders. And then he is monitored by nurses multiple times a day. They come by and they do, do, they do temperature checks. They're checking his symptoms, you know, seeing if anything's progressed and they do multiple checks like that. And so that's, that's just a single man cell where he's isolated by himself, but he does have medical attention, you know, that's there looking after him. Obviously we don't have um, ICU inside prisons, <laughs> uh, not like out in the normal world. And so that's the way they're isolating them here in our state um, and keeping them away from the rest of the offender population. And so go ahead. Yeah, you also, um, you talked there about chaplains. Um, I'm not sure everybody is really familiar with with how chaplains serve inside of prisons and with the prison population. Um, so talk with us about the access that chaplains continue to have even inside um uh, at least in Texas, at least inside of prisons during the COVID-19 shutdown? Okay. Well, um, we have chaplains in every prison down here in Texas, uh, which is great. So they are really um, kind of the, the spiritual guiding person for, for the offenders here in our state. Now, uh, obviously, we have multiple religions here in our state. And so those chaplains reach out to, to anybody regardless of their faith. And they're allowed to walk around the unit. Of course, they are masked up and um, just like anybody else that would be moving around a hospital, you know, they have masks on. But they're allowed to move around and go visit the offenders uh, that have tested positive as well as the ones that have not, you know, just maintaining that communication with them and just, um, you know, just being there to help pray with them, to help encourage them, to help guide them, whatever that fear, anxiety they may have, those chaplains are allowed to to just lift them up and be a, a sense of encouragement to them during this time. So that, that's kind of the way the chaplains are working around here, as well as the chaplains are the ones that are allowed to make contact with families and communicate with them about their loved ones that are incarcerated. So I'm talking with Pastor Stephen Wilson. He is one of the pastors at Gateway Church. We encourage you to check them out on Facebook at Gateway People. That's on Facebook at Gateway People. One of the unique things about the Gateway Church is that they have several uh, of their church campuses that are located within um, prisons in the state of Texas and actually across the country. When we come back from a very brief break, I'm going to um, ask Stephen to share with us a few updates about those particular campuses and about uh, how the ministry is going. So again, 
Check them out on Facebook at Gateway People. We'll be right back. Continuing my conversation now with Pastor Stephen Wilson, one of the pastors uh, at the Gateway Church. We, um, we, we've we talked here before, Stephen, about the, I mean, I would just call it, a, you know, a campus ministry, right? So you, you guys have multiple campuses, um, and some of those campuses are actually inside of uh, or on the campuses of prisons. Give us an update about, um, uh, about that particular ministry and, you know, what God's doing there. Sure, I would love to. Yes, we're growing, and it's a great ministry. We we love reaching out to the least of these inside prisons, and so it's an amazing ministry. We we have multiple campuses now, and we're we're growing very fast. Uh, we're about to launch our fifth one when the quarantine started, so we are moving right along with that. And actually, the week before the lockdown happened, for everybody, uh, we had surpassed a thousand people, a thousand men inside that are coming to our campuses. And so we, when we say it's a campus, Carmen, we don't just come in and show the services. We do that as part of our weekly regimen, but we also come in and we teach classes. We use our gateway equip classes and come in there and teach those men and women classes on, on spiritual growth, on discipleship, on finance, on marriage, you know, how to be a dad or a mom. So we do a lot of different things. We just basically took our gateway campus that we do out here on the outside and just transplanted it inside. So everything we do out here, now we do inside. And so that really helps prepare those men and women to become a better part of society. So when they're released, we want them to be able to to walk into any church in America and be a leader and really just feel comfortable walking in. Uh, let's face it, church has changed a lot while some of them have been in. And so we want to give them the tools they need to be successful when they leave. And of course, with this quarantine going on, uh, it's really changed the shape of our ministry and how we're ministering inside because we're locked out, so we cannot go in. So we have begun um, really a mailing campaign of DVDs across the nation. So what we're doing now is each weekend when we record our services, we are burning those down to DVDs, and then we are shipping those and overnighting those to the prisons here in Texas. So we that have old 100- school, man. I love it. That is so old school. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, we had to be a little creative, you know, and dig back in the archives. And, and we don't even produce DVDs anymore of our services here because it is old school. Nobody used that anymore. And so we've started going back and reproducing, you know, different series that Pastor Robert have done in the past. And we're now shipping those into the unit. So every week we ship in our weekly service and we ship that in Spanish and in English. So they get both versions. And then we are going back and pulling old content and burning those to DVDs and mailing those in also. And so it can be anything from a past series that Pastor Robert did to maybe one of our men's conferences or women's conferences. And Carmen, we're sending those to every prison here in Texas, both state prisons and federal prisons. So we have 102 state prisons and 18 federal prisons here in Texas. So we're sending out to all 120 prisons. And also we've had other states contact us and ask if they could join in on that mailing. So, for instance, the the state of Western Virginia contacted us, and they asked us to start mailing to their facilities. So we're sending that to their county jails 
as well as their state facilities. Uh, just helping them get content into the facilities during this time when volunteers are locked out and are not able to go in and minister. This gives the chaplains an option to be able to show, like you said, the old school DVDs and just get some positive programming in there to these guys and really help encourage them and uh, just help them, you know, just the emotions that are going during this time. This, I, I think them having that regular service like they were used to really helps them during this time. Um, yeah, absolutely. So can yeah, I ask you, can I ask you sure. like a, just a, this is going to now sound super uninformed. So I'm just wondering, like, if I wanted to mail something um, that I thought was encouraging and I wanted to mail it to a prison, I probably need to already know who the chaplain is. And that's probably the route I need to take. And there's probably real restrictions on what I can mail. Can you just just, you know, like give me the total uninformed layperson's uh, speech about what you can and cannot mail to the prison? Sure, I would love to. And every state is different, Carmen. And also state and federal units are different. So there's a lot of different rules and regulations for each one. So you really need to contact that chaplain or somebody in that organization to kind of give you some guidance on what you can and cannot mail. But you're correct. We send in everything directly to the chaplaincy department inside those prisons and then allow the chaplain to use it to his discretion. Um, you know, I've got chaplains that are just have, you know, TVs and, and Blu-ray players on, on carts and they'll put DVDs on them and just shove them into the dorm, you know, open the door, push it in and let the door close behind them. And then the offenders are allowed to just use those, you know, during their time and they kind of gather around and, and, and join around and just do church together. That's and then awesome. when they're finished, yeah, when they're finished, they'll open the door and shove it back out, you know, when the chaplain comes back to get it. And so it's really allowing the men inside to really become a community and, and minister and worship together. Um, but you're right. We, we start at the chaplain level or at the state level and ask them, you know, what are your rules and restrictions? And we've also incorporated the state of Wyoming because uh, as Gateway Church, we also have a campus that's in Wyoming in Jackson Hole. So we've incorporated all the prisons there in Wyoming. And now I have chaplains reaching out from multiple states. Uh, we're shipping to Wisconsin, to Indiana, to Kentucky. You know, states all around are hearing about this and are contacting us and saying, can you send it to my unit? And so we, it's really changing the way we're doing ministry. Um, I just love it. You know, and if you think about churches, Carmen, all around the nation, we're all doing ministry different now because we're doing the digital platforms. You know, we're doing those Facebook Live things or or, or watch parties or, or, you know, streaming our services online. And our just viewing audience has just grown exponentially here at Gateway Church during this time. Um, so it, it's really a unique situation. We are also doing, you know, live prayer online every day, twice a day from 7 to 7.30 on our, on our Facebook page. We have different pastors come on each day and just lead in prayer for 30 minutes. And it's going along with the, the Unite 714 prayer um, initiative that's going around the world. But I, for instance, I did it last night and I had people logging on, you know, from multiple states and from around the world trying to do prayer with us. So the whole digital platform is just changing the way we're doing ministry, which then affects how we do ministry inside prisons. So we are trying to reach out and, and do everything we can to get them digital material inside so they can still maintain those, those classes, those discipleship 
classes and those weekly services that they're accustomed to. Steve, it's uh, it's inspiring. It's encouraging. Um, we we love getting updates from you. Thank you so much for what you are doing. Uh, I want our listeners to check it out. Gatewaypeople.com is the uh, is the church website. You can also find them on Facebook and all of uh, the things that Stephen just referred to. Uh, they are on Facebook at Gateway People. Gateway People. Uh, the Gateway People constitute the Gateway Church, and it is a church distributed not only on what you and I think of as traditional campuses and traditional communities, but among the communities of uh, of incarcerated individuals inside Texas prisons um, and maybe increasingly across the country. This is something that could be um, scaled up if you wanted to do something similar in your area and community. I feel confident the friends at Gateway Church would uh, would help you launch that. Stephen, thank you again so much for joining us today on Morning for Carmen. Oh, thank you, Carmen. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. God bless. We'll be right back. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Friends, um, creation declares the glory of God. All creation declares the glory of God. The Psalms are full of those kinds of images and reminders. And Ellie Holcomb, who you might know best as a singer, is also an author. She's joining me next to talk about her newest project, both both the book, Don't Forget to Remember, based on Psalm 19, and her album, Sing, Remembering Songs. I view it this way. Ellie is uh, cultivating a whole new generation of Christians who are going to love the work she does. Meet her next here on Mornings with Carmen. The next time you fear the future, rejoice in the Lord's sovereignty. Rejoice in what he has accomplished. Rejoice that he is able to do what you cannot do. This is Max Locato. Fill your mind with thoughts of God. He is the creator who is blessed forever, Romans 125. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13.8. His years will never end, Psalm 102.27. He is king, supreme ruler, absolute monarch, and overlord of all history. An arch of his eyebrow and a million angels will pivot and salute. Every throne is a footstool to his. Every crown is paper mache next to his. He consults no advisors. He needs no Congress. He reports to no one. He is in charge. Sovereignty gives the saint the inside track to peace. Others see the problem of the world and wring their hands. We see the problems of the world and bend our knees. This is Max Lucado. Don't forget to remember you're never alone. No matter if you are up high down low. And it sure that is the delightful voice of Ellie Holcomb. She is an author. She is a musician. She's joining us today to talk about Don't Forget to Remember and the album Sing, Remembering Songs. Ellie, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Hi, Carmen. It's great to be with you today. 
Oh, it's just wonderful to have you back. This book um, and this album are just a delight. Um, I've described it this way. You have uh, you have a new generation of little fans, right? Um, so these are children's books. These are really designed for kids, but they delight the heart um, of adults as well. It's a great, literally, the, the book is a great reminder of who God is and how available he is to us right now in terms of his love for us. Ooh. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I actually just, when y'all played that little clip, I just started crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my mama heart needs to hear that these days. I did not know, you know, sort of the environment that that I would be releasing this book and this music and that we would be facing kind of what we're facing right now. So I'm like, okay, our work is to remember as followers of Jesus. <laughs> our, I think that's just a great, I mean, that is a great reminder. Our work is to remember, to not only recall who God is and what God has done and how faithful he is throughout generations, but how present he is right now to be who he is. Um, and that, and that all creation reminds us of that. I love the connection here to Psalm 19. Um, talk, talk with our listeners about how Psalm 19 really comes to life in this project. Yeah, absolutely. So I was wanting to write a book that would help, you know, I get to the end of the day as a busy mom and and I'm like, have I reminded my kids of the really important stuff? I know I've told them to say please and thank you. I know I've told them to wash their hands before they eat their meal. There's so many little things that you're communicating to your kids. But at the end of the day, what do I really want them to know? And so I was looking for something just to help kind of drive home those ideas. And I started reading Psalm 19. And it says that the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim his handiwork. And I was just like, oh my goodness, if the heavens are singing about God's goodness and his love, what? how does the chorus go? What do the verses say? What if I could help my kids look at the earth and, and tune in to that song that he's playing every single day, day in and day out, just like the sun comes up every morning, he is with us. His mercies don't run out on us. When they see the snowflakes falling from the sky, each one is different, just like he made each one of us different and special and unique. And so I just thought, man, if I could give my kids some of those tangible reminders that they could literally look out the window or walk outside and see evidence of God's love and care and faithfulness, I want that to be the song that gets stuck in their head, the song of God's love for us. And that is really, I mean, for for those of us who totally loved and enjoyed um, the first book, which was Who Sang the First Song, um, this is really a follow-on. Like, it, you know, who sang the first song? And then let's be reminded that day after day, creation still pours forth this speech. Night after night, um, you know, creation itself just reveals the knowledge of the glory of God. I mean, they may not the talk knowledge. like we talk, but it sings, right? It sings. It does. And you know what, Carmen? I think I love that you're making that connection. I call these books like brother-sister books, you know, because it's like— The first book kind of says, okay, hey, God sang the earth into being because he made the earth and every single one of us to sing. And then the second book kind of explores, okay, well, what is the song saying that earth sings every day? And I love that during this particular time, this really hard moment, there's a lot of hard, there's a lot of loss, there's collective grief right now with this COVID-19 thing that we're all facing. And I just love that this happened in the season of spring, because we are in this season where everything, like the trees outside at the beginning of this really looked dead. 
and brown. And literally over the course of, of the past couple of months, we've seen life come from dead things. And that is what God is in the business of doing. And so I'm like, oh, Lord, I need creation song right now. I need to tune in and listen well. Absolutely. So we're going to share with people a little bit um, of, of the Sing album, Sing Remembering Songs by Ellie Holcomb. Um, but let me just tell people what they're right now really wanting to know, which is where they can find um, these this beautiful book and this great um, album. Just go to ellieholcomb.com. Um, Ellie is spelled like you would imagine. Holcomb, Holcomb is spelled H-O-L and then the word comb like you comb your hair. So Ellie wholecome.com. What you're looking for is uh, don't forget to remember and sing remembering songs. Um, If you don't, uh, if you don't already or haven't ever um, checked out her first book, please do that as well. And because we have great, wonderful ministry partners at both B&H Publishing and Ellie's music publisher um, at Full Heart Music, we actually have five book and CD combo bundles to give away today. So if you would like to enter the drawing for one of the five sets that I have, the book and the CD, text the word book to 877-933-2484. Ellie Holcomb and I will be right back. Did the waves make a song as they crashed to the shore? Or was it the whales or the lion's first roar? Did the first flowers hum as they burst into bloom? Or was the first song when the thunder went? Continuing my conversation with author, songwriter, singer, mama, Ellie Holcomb. We're talking today about her second book, Don't Forget to Remember, and the accompanying album, Sing, Remembering Songs, uh, one of the pages of which says this. When you can't see the end of the ocean so blue, remember, God's love never runs out on you. And just like a sailboat that fills up with wind, we feel most alive when we're filled up with him. Um, Ellie, the book is delightful. the The book has a uh, a singing quality to it. Uh, the 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 rhythm of it is evident. the The accompanying album is really um, is really sweet and delightful as well. Talk with us about um, how how songs help us, particularly when we're trying to you know engage emotionally with little kids who maybe don't have all the words that adults have to to talk about their emotions or their feelings in a particular season. Talk about the power of song. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was, when I was writing these books and when I started memorizing scripture with a friend of mine who battles depression about 10 years ago and God's word, Carmen has changed me and it hasn't necessarily changed my circumstances every time, but it's given me solid ground to stand on when the shame storms start rolling in. And I just am like, how can I pass God's word down to my kids. And so I've tried to memorize scripture with them. And this came about very organically because scripture is really hard to memorize as it turns out for me and for my kids. And so I would end up just singing with them. And when I think back to my years growing up in the church, the songs that I used to sing as a kid, my God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. There is something about music that can help truth have just a second to settle from our heads down into our hearts. And for whatever reason, God made me to where when I sing, I believe. And I think that's a lot of us. It helps us not just say the truth, but really sit and marinate in it. And so that is my hope. I think 
the the songs that I want to get stuck in my kids' heads are the truths of God's love for them, of his companionship, that he has purpose for their lives. Those are the songs that I want to get stuck in their head. And so my hope is that these songs will be like little tools and companions and fires to gather around at the end of the night to warm our hearts and our minds and our souls by the light of God's love for us. Oh, I love that. So I've been, um, I I have been, and I continue to be actively engaged right now in um, a, a spiritual battle um, that's <sighs> that's really being raged over another person who I deeply love. And um, one of my friends recently suggested that um, equipping that young person with music, like that one of the weapons, one of the spiritual weapons that he lacks in his life is a soundtrack that is Mm. that is playing in his head and in his heart with which he can um, defend himself against the flaming arrows of the evil one. Like, right. I mean, the 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 enemy found a way into his life because he didn't he didn't know how. He didn't know how to guard his heart. And um, mm. and so uh, the, the way in which you are describing helping us help our kids get music um, and therefore scripture, because your, your, your music is all scripture based, um, helping them That's get right. the word of God in not only into their little heads, but into their hearts in order that they will be equipped not only to praise God, absolutely, but in order to in times when they need it most, they are going to have a reservoir upon which to draw. Yes, that is it. I think for me so often, I'm just like tearing up, Carmen, because um, so often music has felt like a covering for me. And it's just, it feels like a shield and a rampart or those wings, the Psalm 91 wings where I've just, sometimes I haven't had the words or the strength to know how to pray, but I can hang on to a song. And even if it's, I can't sing along at the time, somebody else can sing the truth over me. So I just feel, I feel really honored that I get to do that for for my own kids and then for anyone else feels like um, a deep privilege and, and an honor that I do not take for granted. Well, I hope there's an Ephesians 6, Psalm 91 uh, combo book uh, and CD. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be this, the starting point of my next oh, children's book. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right Ellie, here. Um, um, talk with us just just talk with us um, about what you're experiencing right now in in your own, not just in your family life, but it occurs to me that musicians are all, each and every one, small business owners. And this is such a weird, strange time to not be able to be with people when you are particularly in an industry that relies so heavily on getting out there and being with people. With large groups of people, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of like massive numbers in one place. Hopefully more than 50, yeah. Um, you no, know, uh, it has been, we have, our, our industry is hurting. It is hurting um, so much uh, just in terms of being the small business owners. We're, we're really kind of breathing deeply and uh, just having to kind of prepare for potentially the worst outcome because you just want to be wise, you know? And so we're like, we may not be able to gather with more than 50 people throughout the rest of the year, maybe even longer. Um, Cause we feel like 
we've heard from a lot of different sources that we may be sort of the last thing to be reinstated as we come out of quarantine because it is gatherings of large people. And then will people even come? Will they feel safe to be in a big group? But it is. I was just writing a letter to a fan um, that sent us some fan mail actually this morning. And she was just, we've been singing, my husband and I have been singing in our kitchen every night. Um, we're calling them kitchen covers um, because we want to continue. Music has been such a gift and a balm for us. And so that's a huge part of our work. It's a huge part of what gives, brings us purpose and joy to carry that into the world. And we can't actually leave our house right now. So we were like, we're just going to sing from our kitchen. So we're singing songs that have brought us joy, that have brought us comfort, that have brought us hope from our kitchen every night and putting them out on Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> and it has been so sweet. We heard from a fan. We were hearing from fans all the time, but um, she wrote us a letter and just said, thank you for being like my family during this when I can't go see my family right now. And I just started, I was like, okay, we're just being creative and finding ways to continue. And this is all of us, right, Carmen? We're just finding ways to continue to use and utilize our gifts in this season and in the best way that we can. So I feel like the production quality of your kitchen covers is um, is probably uh, significantly much higher than my Cooking with Carmen uh, uh, Tasty <laughs> Tuesday Facebook Live. <laughs> I don't know, girl. We are Which just, is totally, little... I'm telling you, it's to totally my picture. effort to teach one of my kids how to cook because I'm using it. her as my videographer. So it's like totally, it's it has nothing to do with like cooking, right, on Facebook. It has everything to do with the impact in my own house. And that I just, I love perfect. it. Okay, so people can find kitchen covers. Actually, if you if you go to YouTube um, and just look for kitchen covers, that's where they are. Kitchen that's covers right. with Drew Holcomb looks like what pops up first. Um, and you can just subscribe to it. That's really fun. Uh, go to ellieholcomb.com to find everything else we've been talking about today. I do have, because of the generosity of B&H Kids Publishing and Ellie's uh, music publisher, Full Heart, I do have combo packs of books and CDs to give away today. So if you'd like to enter the drawing to receive one of those bundles of Don't Forget to Remember and Sing Remembering Songs, just text the word book to 877-933-2484. Um, what an absolute delight. Uh, you know that we love and appreciate what you do, but more importantly, we love and appreciate who you are as a sister in Christ. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us this morning. Thank you for letting me come. I so love, love you and love that you're sending hope every day out onto the radio waves. Bless you for what you're doing too, Carmen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Blessings. We'll be right back. All right. I got to admit to you, I have now subscribed to Kitchen Covers on YouTube because that's just so fun, right? You get to sing with uh, with Ellie and Drew in their kitchen. Their kitchen's pretty swank, by the way. All right. Um, so let me encourage you today to um, to pray Psalm 119. Oh, to pray Psalm 19. 119 is great as well, right? Okay. So but we're talking about Psalm 19. And then actually go find evidence today. Go find a little evidence today of creation declaring the goodness and the glory of God. Um, One of the things that I love to do is just acknowledge that every blooming tree, every little sprout of green is really just God sending me flowers. So if, particularly if you are, you know, a person who just needs a little fresh evidence of life and life's renewal and God's resurrecting power, 
um, take a moment today to consider creation itself. We talk frequently about creation groaning with eager longing for man's redemption. Let's also talk today about the way that it declares the glory and the goodness of God and reveals, reveals in the way that uh, new life emerges from what appears to be dead, right, in this resurrection hope of spring. Have a great weekend and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.